Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. I was thinking about telling you a very famous story. It's actually famous because there was a whole video made about this story, and thousands and thousands of people watched it on the weekly uh, video produced by uh, Jewish educational media. But then a story happened to me, which is, of course, not so famous, but I think for different reasons, this is a better one for me to tell tonight. I have a friend. He actually um, uh, is somebody I've known for many years. And he comes to me for advice sometimes. Very special person, very special neshama. And he told me that he learned the entire Chumash and Rashi. So I said, that's nice. That's really beautiful. That's wonderful, actually. And uh, tell me what you're learning now. That you finished already some time ago. What are you learning now? And he didn't really have that much that he was involved in learning at the time. So I said, okay, whatever. And uh, he was visiting on Chavez and uh, we walked together, you know, partly to where I was going, partly where he was going. And then our road split. He went on to particular shul he was going to. I went on to visit um, family. And as soon as we separated, as soon as he went his way and I went my way, I said to myself, oh, I messed up. When he told me that he finished Chumash and Rashi, I should have said immediately, great. Now, learn Chumash and Rashi every day. Now it's Parshas. Well, this was actually Parshas Kisisa that I saw, spoke with him. I should have said to him, it's Parshas Kisisa today. It's Shabbos, the seventh day of Parshas Kisisa. So therefore, you should learn the seventh section of Parshas Kisisa, the seventh Aliyah, with Rashi. And tomorrow, when it will be the first day of the uh, week of learning Vayakel, then you should learn Chomish and Rashi with, uh, on parts of Yakil, the first Aliyah, the first section. Because this is what's no, called normal learning of Chomish and Rashi daily, every single day for the rest of your life. Every single day, you learn the parsha of Chomish with the Rashi. That's what, you, that's what we do. That's what Jewish people do. We live with the parsha. We learn about the parsha. We learn the lesson from the parsha. We live with the parsha. But I didn't think of it. <laughs> so therefore, I was very frustrated because the rest of the Shabbos, I was thinking, why didn't I tell him to learn Chumash and Rashi every single day? And the rest of the, of the Shabbos, I knew I wasn't going to see him. So I went to visit my family members that I had in mind to visit. And I walked back to, actually, then I went to another family that Baruch Hashem I have close by. And then I walked to uh, the yeshiva where I daven Mincha. And the whole time, in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind, I was thinking how silly of me not to mention to him, here he learned the whole Chumash and Rashi, now it's time to begin learning it daily, the Chumash and Rashi of that day. Very frustrating the rest of the Shabbos, although, of course, uh, lots of beautiful things in Shabbos, but I had in the back of my mind this idea that I should have really told him, and I didn't. Okay, so Shabbos ended, um, and 
I began walking home. I have to walk up a certain street, dark street, and um, have to make sure to have reflector vest on or a, a lit cell phone or something so that the cars can see you. There's no sidewalk. It's very dark, this particular neighborhood. And then I turned left, and I began to go down the hill towards my house on my street. All of a sudden, the car pulls up next to me, rolls down the window, and guess who it is? My good friend, let's call him Moshe. I don't want to say his name, but let's say Moshe. He said, Rabbi Carr, would you like a ride? Oh, Hashem answered my unspoken prayers. I didn't actually dub into Hashem that I should run into him like this. But of course, I had in mind that I wanted to tell him about the idea of saying the Chumash and Rashi every day, learning the Chumash and Rashi every day. And here, Hashem did a nace for me. Now, this is not a big nace. It's not like Hashem split the sea or something like that. But definitely, this is a nace. What was the chances of us meeting like this in exactly the situation where I wanted someone to speak to him? And it happened. I said, thank you very much, Moshe. I got into the car. And immediately I told him, you know, I've been thinking this whole time since we parted ways over there on such and such corner. I've been thinking the whole time, oh, why didn't I tell you that Chumash and Rashi is a daily thing? It's not something you learn once and then put it away. Every day, Chumash and Rashi for the day. And I explained to him, yeah. And finally, he comes to my driveway and he says, you're right. You're absolutely right. I should be learning Chumash and Rashi every day. I said, yeah, please text me tomorrow that you learn Chumash and Rashi the beginning of Parshat Vayakhel, the first Aliyah. So I don't know if he's going to actually do it or not, but the point is that I made clear that this is really the thing you do, and he admitted, yes, he should be doing that. No question about it. So then I thought, wow, interesting that Hashem brought about this situation. Clearly something, we call this a miracle um, dressed in nature, meaning it looked perfectly natural. I mean, there was no, not that his car flew or something, or I flew. It's just that his car happened to be going down the road when I was going down the road, and he saw me. Okay, it looks very natural, but of course, um, to me, it seemed quite miraculous because that's really what I needed, exactly what I needed, you know, to make up for not having told him on Shabbos. I actually don't have his phone number. For some reason, I... I think I lost his phone number. It's a person that went to Israel and everything, changed phone numbers. And so I was very, very happy about this miracle. And then I thought, wait a minute, why stop here? Maybe Hashem wants me not just to tell this friend of mine, Moshe, about Chumash and Rashi, but here I have a podcast, Baruch Hashem, and every day there's such and such number of people listening. And let me tell you, so I'll tell you that every single day a Jewish person has a connection to the Parsha. Every week on Shabbos, we all read the same Parsha, Jewish people all over the world, wherever Jews are keeping tight on mitzvahs. They are learning the Parsha. They hear the whole Parsha on Shabbos. And the idea is to every day of the week to learn that day's portion of Chumash and Rashi. This is the basic basic learning for every single Jew. 
every every Jew that you know, I mean, not everybody can learn Taita, but if at all possible, the truth is, even if you can't read the words, you can find an audio of Kumbh and Rashi, a video. Who knows? Perhaps it can even be in sign language. There's certain there's versions for children. And there's in every language, all or many, many languages is available. So I hope that this will be a good reminder for you, or maybe it's the first time you heard about it, to learn every day Kumish and Rashi. And not only that, but out of love of your fellow Jew, to tell many other Jewish people about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, that all of us, all of us, can learn Chumash and Rashi, Chumash with the main commentary, the simple meaning of the Pasuk, of the verses. Chumash and Rashi, it's on Chabad.org, on their daily study. I'm sure it's on many, many other websites. Chumash and Rashi, the basic learning for every single Jew. And as the Altadeva said, you have to live with the times. That doesn't mean that if everyone's wearing red shoes that year, in the Goyesha world, we're supposed to wear red shoes. It means to learn the Parsha of the week, Chumash and Rashi, to get the lessons from the Parsha of the week and to live with them. That's what That's what living with the times means. Living with the Parsha of the week. This week is Vayakel, which means to gather together. So let us all gather together in the learning of Chumash and Rashi. And now, a little bit about Mashiach. So our Chacham tell us that there are two terms used to describe Mashiach. As it's in the Gemara, uh, Sanhedrin, a lot of um, Gemara Sanhedrin, especially around Daf Sadiq, Tess, uh, Sadiq Zion, there's a lot there about Mashiach. And the Gemara says that Mashiach will be referred to as a Rav and a Melech, a teacher of Taita, not just a teacher of Torah, but a, a Mashpia, a mentor as well, as well as a king. Now, why is he called a Rav? Because he will teach Torah wisdom to all Jewish people, including the hidden wisdom, what's called Chochmas the hidden wisdom of the Taita. And therefore, he's teaching us in a very inner way. He's also called a Melech because he is much, much higher, a much higher soul than all the other souls of the Yidin, of the Jewish people. And therefore, when he gives us an instruction, it may be that we don't understand it, because he's such a higher level than us. And therefore, it will often seem as if it's a decree. Really, of course, Mashiach has his reasons. Anytime that he teaches us something or instructs us something, excuse me, anytime he instructs, instructs us to do something. But to us, who are not nearly on the level of Mashiach, it may seem like something we don't understand, and therefore we obey it because he's like a melech. And this also explains why it is that the Gemara tells us that Mashiach will come, the Hesach Hadas. Hesachadas means literally without paying attention. So some people make a mistake to think that means that if you're thinking about Mashiach, he won't come. He'll only come if you're not thinking about him. 
But of course, this is not true. As the Rebbe explains, because here in Shemun Esrei, every day we mention Mashiach many, many times, and without and throughout our davening, so many mentions of Mashiach. Obviously, our Chachamim want us to be thinking about Mashiach. Obviously, if they're mentioning Mashiach and hinting to Mashiach so many times in our davening, obviously they don't want us to not think about him. But Hesaradas means that we think about Mashiach so much, we learn about Mashiach so much, that we go beyond just knowledge of Mashiach. That we actually reach a level of connection with Mashiach, which is even beyond knowledge. And the second meaning is that because Mashiach is like a king, therefore it's something that we don't understand. The king is somebody much higher than us. And therefore the idea of Mashiach is connected with what we call Hesachadas, beyond knowledge. Now it's important to remind everybody every day, not only about Mashiach, but also to develop a real longing that Mashiach should come. It's not enough to just know that Mashiach is coming. But as the Ramam says, every person should look forward to Mashiach coming. We should have a desire. Now, we all have the desire deep within us. But the question is, do we feel it? And the only way to really begin to feel it is through our hard work of learning about Mashiach and Geula and thinking about it and learning how to want Mashiach, working at it, that we really want Mashiach. In fact, I remember once there was a Febrengen, there was a get-together, the Rebbe was um, speaking, and I was not there, but my friend, one of my friends named Yeshaya was there, he told me about it. For 90 minutes, thousands of Hasidim and people who wanted to hear what the Rebbe had to say, Thousands, probably five, six thousand, were at this Febrangan, at this gathering, and the Rebbe was having them sing, We Want Mashiach Now, for 90 minutes in a row. Now, what does that mean, 90 minutes? Imagine how much Torah could have been learned in those 90 minutes. You have 5,000 people times 90 is 45,000, 450,000. Minutes, is that right? Huge amount of time could have been put into learning Taita. And yet the Rebbe knew what he was doing. He had all those Hasidim singing for 90 minutes straight. We want Mashiach now. And perhaps the lesson is that we have to really want Mashiach now. We have to work on it. And one way to work on it is to say the words, we want Mashiach now. No joke. We really do. And we have to really want Mashiach to come. That's part of what Hashem is expecting from us. That He wants to give it to us, but He wants us to want it. And so when we learn about Mashiach and Geula, it's important to think about and maybe say the words. don't have to say the words, but whatever it takes, that it should really be sincere that we want Mashiach now. And through our learning of Taita, all parts of Taita, and through our doing of mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs, 
and davening and thinking about the brave soldiers of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, the soldiers who are in the actual war and the fighting, and the, the police who are involved and the Shin Bet and so forth, as well as all of the Jewish people are learning Taita in order to give the strength to the soldiers. That all of us are really in one family, in one army, and through our davening and our learning and our mitzvahs, or if you're an IDF soldier through your fighting with your guns and with your tanks and with your planes, together we will defeat the Hummins of our time. We will have a complete and quick victory with Hashem's help and bring Mashiach immediately. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for a beautiful dedication. Thank you for joining us for Jewish Stories and more.